Welcome to HXGN Radio. My name is Brian, and today I am joined by Navanit Mishra, who is Senior Vice President and General Manager at Hexagon Capability Center India, or HCCI, which serves as the organization's largest research and development hub. We're going to be speaking with Navanit about creating a positive culture and how he has guided his organization through the pandemic to emerge stronger than ever. Navanit, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I feel pretty welcome here. Thanks for your time. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you feel welcome. That's important. We, <laughs> we want that. Yeah. yeah, it's good to have you here. Well, tell us about yourself a little bit, what you do, and then also, you know, what are you nerding out on? What's your passion right now? What are you enjoying? Okay. Uh, so first, a brief introduction about myself. So uh, I joined uh, Hexagon or the center at CCI, as we call it, uh, around eight and a half, nine years back. A uh, good journey for us. Uh, we were around, I don't know, 800, 900 colleagues at that time. Now we are touching around 1,800. So that's a, that's a fantastic growth. In terms of uh, responsibilities there, in terms of the technology that we people do and touch and create, uh, and also in terms of many new practices that we have started. So that is a brief introduction, and, and I uh, manage that operations there. Uh, and uh, almost all of Hexagon internally is my internally is my customer. So that is where it is. Uh, now, passion. Um, yeah, though I'm in, in management, I, I don't read management books at all. Oh, okay. So reading fiction, I would say, is my passion. Nice. Uh, watching Netflix has become a very good <laughs> <laughs> passion these days as well. Uh, and and I still find my solutions in those nice CIA and FBI serials. So uh, so that that's, that's a good deal. And um, in addition, for now, uh, many years because of the role, uh, but I am happy to create technologists, if not the technology itself. Hmm. I love it. It's interesting you said you don't read management books. So I'm assuming you're, you're you know, in some ways, though, I was thinking about this the other day, too, because I like to read a lot of things, too. And, and eventually you go, I don't know, am I reading too much? Am I learning too many different things? And then you get more confused and instead of just going out and experiencing it and then passing that on. What what has been your journey on this? What's been your experience? Yeah, my experience has been that you know keep your listening hat always always on. Sure, sure. Because uh, only when you listen that there is a chance that you will learn, and only when you learn that's when you are able to add any value to the society. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would say that yeah, don't don't prepare too much. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, keep listening, keep absorbing, keep uh, and and keep the diversity around you always because. If your situation, if your surrounding is not diverse, your learning will be very unilateral and it doesn't work anymore. So true. So true. Oh, I love that. So tell us a little bit more about HCCI then and also what what led you to HCCI? Why, why did you come there in the first place? Ah, <laughs> uh, hope it's not a job interview. So um, <laughs> so I was working at um, a large um, ERP firm named SAP. It's pretty well known. Uh, I was there for 16 long years and I realized that the rate of new learning is come, becoming a bit flat or something. So I started looking out. And that is when uh, this, this job came up on the radar. And um, I, I realized that this is one place where I can influence the product and solutions. At the same time, also work with HR and finance. Not many roles like this were existing. So I made a go for it. Um, then coming to HCCI, as, as we discussed or as you have announced, we are the single largest R&D hub of Hexagon. Uh, almost all divisions work out of that. So it's, it's truly a hub, a microcosm of Hexagon in that sense there. Uh, we have a mix of people. Out of the 1750 people, 20 plus years are say 450 and below one year experience is also 450. So it's, it's a very uh, mix of people. Average ages is just around uh, 31 and a half, 31 and three quarters. Okay. So 
uh, pretty young also, a lot of Gen Z as well that we absorb from campus now. And uh, barring agriculture, almost all solutions have a footprint at, uh, at HCCI. So indeed, we are lucky to have, you know, almost all of Hexagon within within one roof. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, this organization is the oldest IT multinational of the city, 35 years plus. So uh, that means we have almost all roles there. You have the product owners, you have the UX designers, you have the developers, architects, technical writers, user assistants, uh, support services, all kinds. So that way it's a complete fulfilling cycle that anyone can explore. And that, that's what I would like to highlight. Excellent. Okay. So I know that you know a big topic, a big concern right now is maintaining employees you know longevity and loyalty and and you know their their engagement and that kind of thing too and uh you know i know we're going to be discussing gen z employees but i know this isn't just limited to gen z employees it does kind of span generations yeah. a little bit but i guess the first question i would ask is what is going on why are they not engaged why are they not staying around what's what have you found i'm, I'm just kind of curious what the what the cause and the problem is first yeah okay I would always say that, you know, we should analyze these things along with data. And the data says that the moment somebody is crossing, say, 15 years of experience overall, and they are with us, they, they tend to continue with us. Absolutely. Okay. It is, the, it is the younger crowd after a couple of years, say, two to five years of working with us. Those are the most vulnerable set of people. I think let, let's talk about it in trigger and reason. Trigger is some disengagement. Okay. Reasons could be after that. In India, the talent landscape is, is hugely uh, com- competitive, mm-hmm. hugely competitive. There is a famous saying that you take a wrong turn, you get hired by another firm because a- everyone has, has a large setup there. And what we have to stop is, is that the employees should be so engaged, so happy to contribute, so happy with how they are growing and they're shaping up that they uh, don't intend to look out. Mm-hmm. As a manager, our responsibility is make them smart enough to be employable anywhere, and at the same time, be a coach that they never look for an opportunity anywhere. It's just mm, a complex yeah. task, yeah? Yeah. Th- that's a complex thing, but this is what uh, we are able to do in some cases, in some cases not. And uh, yeah, we see the results, yes. I-, I like what you said, though, though. That's a, a really nice balance, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, wow, that's good. But so, so how are you engaging them to stay around? And, and specifically Gen Z employees? Yeah, Gen Z is, first thing is, it's not that I have figured this out. It, it, is, it is learning. It, it's curve in progress. Uh, thankfully, I'm a father to a daughter who crossed her teenage and now into a job. So I, I have my own learnings at home. Yeah, that's good. I, I can say I'm experienced a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, you know, um, first thing is, and though it might sound very contra- contraintuitive, the Gen Z don't read mass mails at all. Hmm. Okay. That is out of the table. So when, when you send an organization-wide announcement, whether you, you have, a, I don't know, a new policy or even new way of entering into the, into the premises or new work-from-home things that you have to announce, good news or bad news, if it is part of a mass mailer, they are not reading it. Hmm. Let's look at communication. How, how are we, we fixing that piece? So first is that all hands meet, they're still interested. They will tune in wherever they are because they like to hear the sound bites rather than reading long text. Then they also certainly uh, look at the all hands, which is happening divisional level within their division, because they know that some of the strategies are going to be discussed. Some of the next steps will be known there. So they, they listen to that. 
We completely revamped our internal employee newsletter. We had earlier no section for employee corner. Now there is the largest portion which talks about what employees are feeling currently. Mm -hmm. And then we are seeing the traction uh, happening there as well. After that, we see... Uh, those tools like Yammer, MS, Microsoft Teams, etc., is where they are getting engaged. So there, the traction is very, very high. It is the long emails which they have stopped reading. So that okay. is in terms of your communication. If you look at uh, the framework, more or less, they are not now in that sense of managers should tell I have done good. They will be happier if their peer tells you have done good. So you create such platform mm. where peer can give a quick thumbs up, quick appreciation to them. And that visibility across their team is, is something they, they still cherish. So, so that, that has changed. We have stopped employee ratings completely now mm. out of the window. It is only development dialogues throughout the year, every quarter once. So these, these are the, some of the steps that, 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 that kind of framework, which is helping them. Uh, creating an employee club. Give them a budget. They then decide what sports happen, what kind of cultural activity happen, what are the things that, that needs to be done. They take ownership very reverse way. Unlike the seniors, the juniors are taking more ownership at the moment they like an initiative. For example, now what we realize in, in our DNI thing that uh, best way to uh, explain people about diversity and beauty that it brings is to celebrate festivals. Mm -hmm. And India is more like like continent. You know that. I mean, in terms of volume or, or, or the variety mm -hmm. or the size that the, we, are, we are a continent. And, and uh, so there are different festivals happening throughout. And then you pick a few days where everybody explains what they do in this festival. And then there are quizzes around it and there are some things done around it. And this is completely run by the youngsters, completely by them. It's all Gen Z who are, who are running it. So they are happy to take the leadership they just don't want voluminous text here and there and they want ownership to be driven by themselves uh, in future it is not yet started but at least my uh, i have my agreement from my uh, leadership team my direct reports that they are ready to be reverse mentored by Gen Z. okay i'm saying it now in advance because it's not yet announced in the organization but I know that since I have bind that it will start sometime, probably another six months or so. And that is when all of us seniors would like to learn from Gen Z directly in they mentoring us how they function. Interesting. I mean, well, first of all, you're, you're clearly a student of psychology now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're getting in the mind of them. And I think this is really, really important because, you know, some of the stuff you're mentioning, I'm just thinking... Is anybody teaching this? I mean, really, is anybody actually looking at what drives them, what gives them passion to find that ownership? Because it is very different than other generations. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's neat that you're actually starting to get, like, you know, just for example, they don't care about boss's approval. They care about peer approval. I'm like, well, that's, that's different, you know? Yeah, very, and, and that's the kind of thing that people need to understand and start to recognize and implement. So I, I do find it interesting that you are utilizing, you know, the psychology behind it and everything and really getting into the mind of them. So I appreciate what you're doing. That's, that's really you. neat. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I mean, you, you kind of talked about some of the skills you're, you're developing for the future. Any other skills that, that you want to touch on as far as what you're trying to, you know, to ensure these teams are developing? Yeah, so, oh, yeah I mean, um, while we talked about the engaging, engaging Gen Z, the, the other important thing that is happening is, is uh, the whole reskilling of the workforce. Mm. So people who have worked uh, on legacy technologies, on desktop solutions for years and ages, and they are so great at it, but now the demand is is web and cloud. Yeah. So how, how do you fix that? Yeah. Uh, and if you don't fix that, then uh, two things will happen. One is customer base we will start losing. And second, that our employees will become redundant too. 
because that's not what the market is asking for. And this is a, this is a fine balance. And uh, this, is, this is sheer reskilling. So first is that you have to believe that it is possible. Mm-hmm. The leadership has to believe that it is possible. And then uh, the, steps, the steps can happen. I mean, if I look at some of the largest team of ours, uh, I would not like to mention which exact solutions, but uh, it is very clear when, when the transition has happened from uh, the old legacy technologies to the new fully cloud-enabled uh, ones. So how did it all start? It is, it is like this, that um, somebody does a POC. And what, mm-hmm. what POC has to do is not solve a future problem, but solve a current one. Businesses like that. So uh, you, you start solving a current problem with a very new technology and which fixes us permanently. And while you're doing that, you have to keep your top bosses in the loop, absolutely. So they should know the challenges, they should know the options that you looked at, and then they should also agree with the solution that you proposed. Once you have convinced them, then they will say, okay, let's try it some more. And that is when you, the first microcosm happens. And then you build a small, again, a smaller team around it and say that all of us, all of these guys in their extra hours or in their half of the Fridays, they will work on this new technology, architect it with, with enough confidence so that you know, everybody agrees that this is something can be built up. Once that is done, then you start creating smaller teams around these, these people, these this five technologists who knew the domain, but now also know the technology. You start putting a team around them. And where the team comes from, this team comes from the old domain people. They don't know the new technology, but they're excited to work on it. They see that other guys who learned the new technology are the center of the team, are the most important people. So now it is, it is oh, okay, if somebody knows, they, he or she grows, so I also will try that. And that is when they start doing this. And this is where we have to protect ourselves. The typical tendency is go out and hire, go out and hire. Yeah. If you need a new skill. No, hire a few of them, probably two or three or five, but don't do the volume. You have people knowing domain. They are ready to learn new technologies. You put them around and replace the legacy vacancies with the lateral hires. So you have people now who have domain interest in learning new technologies and have learned new technologies. We have completely turned around. It takes around three to four years if you're talking about a team of 150 to 200 to completely turn around and work on new technologies, but it has been extremely successful retaining people, motivating them and coming up with great solutions with great customer results now. Mm, that's fantastic. Let's talk about your, your work environment. I know it's positive and obviously the last couple of years have been you know, a huge challenge for everybody, personally, professionally. There's been a lot of negativity. There's been a lot of, you know, disruption, of course, caused by the pandemic, among many other things, too. So how are you maintaining a positive work environment? How did you respond to what's happened in the world? A few things. I mean, I, I okay, again, not to be branded a psychologist, but I will start <laughs> again with uh, the mental reach out. Sure. Because that became, uh, that became really, really... Uh, visible and painful. We started with something simple, something as simple as announcing that you are eligible for additional leaves now if you get infected or your family members get infected. So either as a caregiver or as a self-person, there is a new quota of leave available. It's, it's, a, it's a small thing for organization to do, but announcing it, saying it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Then we create this whole uh, employee assistance uh, portal. I mean, we, we, we kind of uh, employee assistance program that we went ahead with uh, by partnering with some third-party organization, completely confidential. Anybody could contact them, any of our employees, not only employees, but their family members too, uh, using hexagon uh, tokens, they could access that and discuss their own 
problems or challenges completely confidential so that that was a super hit there mm, yeah then we started encouraging work from home we had done our hard work before in terms of you know uh, the infrastructure testing it out because um, you know if you have at that time 1300 people if everybody is logging in you better have good good, uh, good uh, infrastructure behind yeah, so yeah. so that that preparation was all done so that happened and the smaller things like you know your expense report or earlier things were physical and we digitized them the moment covid hit us so we realized that it will be impossible for people to come to office to submit their expense reports etc and and then we digitized the whole thing so this is this is where you kind of mentally freeze them that your day to day operations taken care of tangibles were many i mean i would say that probably um, hcci is one of the safest uh, premises from that all of our aircon units have the uvc rays there which kills your 99.99% efficiency all these germs and then you we have virus attenuators at wherever public can meet uh, we have those um, uv scanners to bring your bags in i mean you you mm-hmm. will feel like it's a military facility if you <laughs> yeah. if you come there so yeah. so that is there we negotiated insurance uh, for employees if they want to do we bought the oxygen concentrators as a library created a library in our office so that if employees wanted they can get it issued return it in 10 15 days whenever the things are over we negotiated with many caregivers and and home home support uh, groups so that you can contact them hospital contact numbers we then um, also went ahead utilized our csr funds to buy ventilators to buy beds for hospitals and have a linkage with hexagon as well established so these were the tangibles along with the mental things i think that these two together and and just doing continuous surveys finding out what's working what's not working what they're looking for and fixing them one bit at a time yeah oh that's wonderful all right we'll talk about how you are contributing to you know society beyond your employee base so the world at large what is hcci doing for that yeah uh so this is this is uh, you know uh, close to me so the answer might take longer time <laughs> so we have we have defined few focus areas uh orphanage women empowerment and education and primarily when i say education i mean higher education uh because higher education which is uh, we have enough of people inside so we can really help Uh, so uh, coming to f- first thing orphanage what we do is we create infrastructure in many many orphanages that we have done so either creating new rooms new washrooms new computer labs new playground etc etc for them uh, and that is good but where we have been able to turn around the complete situation is women empowerment so we went to around two and a half hours from our premises found couple of villages found one ngo partner and we started teaching very specific skills to to the girl students there girls were typically getting um, sometimes married under age as well uh, and uh, they were never thinking of employment that was the situation there and now that six years of engagement i can see that there is a complete turnaround there uh, yes we teach maths english and computer science we teach vocational skills we give them cycles we give them uh, lenovo pads for online learning and all that and now they are go getting into uh, 100% or sorry 96% of the girls got more than 80% scores in their 10th wow, wow which is fantastic yeah um they have addressed our all hands meeting addressing 1200 1300 of employees at one shot on the stage and the same girls who were not able to lift their eyes when i first met them mm, so yeah. this is the change in confidence and that, that's that is, cool yeah uh they have done cultural performances uh, they have been rewarded by district administration for the success couple of them have become police uh, constables etc 
and as I told you, three of them entered into one of the top engineering schools as well. And, and it's a very, very interesting anecdote uh, that in my fourth visit to that place, some of the boys of the village approached us. You are doing so much for girls. What about us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that tells you that, that success has happened on the ground level because they are feeling now that these are becoming smarter. They are no more, more job worthy. They are making money and they are becoming independent. And once you become financially independent, obviously, uh, then uh, other social evils you can avoid very easily. So that is regarding women empowerment. Uh, for uh, education, what we started doing is uh, basically collaborating with some of the top universities, opening hexagon-related labs, for example, um, GNSS labs from um, our ANP division, a couple of labs from our ALI division. Uh, the latest thing that we have done is uh, opened India's first AI community center, fee training on artificial intelligence. And, um, so, and, and this, what we thought will be affected by pandemic, just the reverse happened. We had target of upskilling around 300 people per year. Uh, we are now in just two years have upskilled 1800 of them mm -hmm. because everything is online on cloud now. Yeah. Uh, and, and 500 of them are certified. So great, great result from this AI community center. And now uh, suddenly government sees us with interesting eyes. They want us to solve some problem for them as well. So I would say that our CSR fund uh, or our CSR activities have really gone well. Uh, and yes, yeah. uh, we have also come contributed to national calamities, et cetera, whenever the situation has arisen. Mm. Wow. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think that's my word as well. I'm, I'm really <laughs> impressed with, with what you've done and, and how you're contributing. That's, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing those stories. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Talk about your learn and lead vlog series that you started on YouTube in 2020. Okay, so the idea is not mine. Okay. It was one of the employees. He, he said very clearly to me, Navneet, you keep talking about all managers should connect with their employees. What are you doing to connect? <laughs> I said, well, I mean, I'm telling you to connect. He said, no, that's not enough. Uh, and he said that while you must be talking to your direct reports, but that is, that is not enough for connecting to the larger employee base. So it was his idea that, you know, um, you think that, um, you know, you have grown your career in a certain way and some of these things would have played an important role. For example, I don't know, ownership or listening or, um, you know, how, how to progress a career, or how, does, how to bring quality in whatever you do. So uh, his suggestion was, if you have such topics in mind, can you start recording some videos around it? Uh, and then uh, let, let's share it with employees. So that is what it became. The name also came from him. Mm -hmm. I was a very individual contributor to this. So my task was to prepare some kind of notes. And again, as I have told you that I, I unfortunately don't read management books. So it was from my own experiences. I made some notes and then I started recording them. Uh, and first we upload them into uh, our own streams channel. And then they said later that why, why only streams? We should also share it with not only our employees, but also people who are about to join us so that they should hear from you directly. Uh, and that will also create some kind of an engagement once we have made an offer to them. So uh, that is how to do streams and then to YouTube. And uh, yeah, there are, I think, around a dozen videos there talking about this stuff. So That's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate what you're doing and, and it's incredible. So, I mean, we're, I feel like a lot of people could learn from you and what you're doing and, you know, from the, basically your entire team too. So where can we go for more information? Uh, you can uh, contact our uh, marketing and communication lead. Uh, okay. Ruchi, so she should be able to give more details as and when we try to find out more. And uh, if she needs anything, she can also come to me. So that's how it will be the okay. optimal way to get it. Excellent. All right. Well, Navani, I really appreciate you sharing all of this. Appreciate what you're doing. And, and thank you for taking the time to join me today. 
Uh, thank you once again. I really feel welcomed and engaged during this interaction. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> well, Navanit Mishra, Senior Vice President and General Manager at HCCI, thank you for joining us here on HXGN Radio. To learn more and also listen to additional HXGN Radio episodes, head on over to iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. You can also visit HXGNSpotlight.com for more stories and more from Hexagon. Thank you again for listening and have an incredible day. Thank you.